Think you need to compromise who you are to advance your career as a black or brown woman? Think again. Because there's a playbook for corporate America and those aren't the rules. But you won't find it in college or on the job. I know, because I learned the hard way. And now I'm here to show you how the game is played. Hi, I'm Linda Talaferro, the Vice President of Quality at a global technology company and founder of The Tea, The Extra Effort, where I help black and brown women like you change the trajectory of their career with one-on-one coaching, workshops, and this podcast, Being Brown at Work. If you want to know how black and brown women are navigating everything from microaggressions to being the only person of color in the room so they can blaze their trail through corporate America, listen now. Greetings, greetings, everyone. It is Linda Talaferro, and it is Be Brown at Work Live. And yes, every Tuesday is my favorite time of the week. And in particular, this session is one of my favorite ones. One, because it still seems to be an opportunity that exists, and it's an opportunity that people are interested in. I thought I'd revisit it in this session because I've been asked about it a lot recently. I haven't talked about it probably in a year or so. Uh, And because I have some new information and evidence and actually was benefited by allyship, I thought I'd talk about it again in this session. So I titled this Want to Be a True Ally because there is a difference. I mean, there are, and everybody, don't get me wrong, has good intentions, but to be true in your allyship separates you from the average person that says, oh, I want to help, and they do nothing. Or, oh, I see your challenge or your struggle, and they don't open a door, they are not uh, creating a pathway. So that's, for me, the difference of true allyship versus just some people that say they they get it and they hope things get better. So, you know, I know you watch the news like I do, and we've got, you know, we're starting to break some of the barriers. We've got Rosalind Brewer, we've got the Shonda Brown Duckett, and then about a year or so ago, uh, Sonia Single, from, from, uh, who is Indian, became a CEO. So, you know, we're starting to get representation, but clearly, clearly it's not enough. Clearly there is, there's opportunity. I mean, the data speaks for itself. And, you know, I always like to use facts and data. So only 4.4% of Black women are in management positions and only 1.4% hold the C-suite position, despite being 7.4% of the U.S. population. And that's just statistics on positions. It's a whole nother scenario about the wage gap. But, you know, in addition to the systemic things that can take place, and I had a session with uh, Cheryl Thompson some time ago, great session, where we talked about the systemic changes that could happen. In addition to that, I think allyship can play a very critical role very critical role. And I'll share my personal experience. You know, I was blessed to get a board position this year, a paid board position on a publicly traded company. I mean, it's a for-profit company. 
and I said publicly traded, but I meant for-profit company. It's not, a, and I'm on nonprofit boards as well, which I love, but this is a for-profit board position. And it's truly, truly an honor for me to have this role. I was given the opportunity because of true allyship, true allyship. Someone in their network was contacted asking for recommendations. And had she not, Cheryl Thompson's that same person giving her shout outs here, had she not given my name and her reasons for recommending me, well, one, I clearly would not have been considered. And two, I don't know that I would have gotten the opportunity. But Cheryl exercised true allyship because she was in the room when I wasn't. And she had an opportunity and she took it. She just didn't say, oh, I understand you're looking for board members. I hope you find them. Or uh, here's a list of, I don't know, various people. No, she was intentional about it. And that to me was true allyship. That's true allyship. That's an example of what I'm talking about. If you're in the room or if it's part of your network and you have an opportunity to pave the way, to open a door, to create a space for someone of color, a woman of color, and you do that, that's true allyship. Another way to exemplify true allyship is to be a mentor, but be a real mentor, not the kind of mentors that, you know, you just check your box, you had your meetings, you had some very surface conversations, but truly be real in your discussions, truly talk about how one can avoid pitfalls. So truly give that secret sauce, give the intel to how to reach those various heights. That is for me, real mentorship, true, real mentorship. Another one I want to share with you, and I thought this was really powerful. I was having a conversation a couple of weeks ago with someone and they shared with me, they were in an all employee meeting. And one of the senior leaders in the C-suite uh, introduced herself. I think she had been there for a little while, but didn't have the opportunity to really introduce herself. She took the opportunity, it was a Black woman. During the time of her introducing herself, she shared with everybody in the audience how lonely it felt to be her. He was shocked when he heard that because he thought, okay, she's in this high-level position, Everybody knows her. She seems to be congenial. People like being around her. How could she be lonely? Well, she was lonely because there was nobody else that looked like her. She was one of the onlys. So to be a true ally is don't prescribe what it's like to be an only. Don't write the narrative or create the definition around it when you don't have real context or understanding of what it's like to be me and be an only, or to be her when she was sharing her story. So take the time to ask some critical questions and get a level of understanding. Listen to understand, because once you do that, then you can take action based on that knowledge that you didn't have before. Because you, if you decide to write the narrative and you don't know what it's like, you don't have the real lived experiences, then you can't really successfully be that road 
maker, that pathway that honestly, it'd it be, it be difficult for you to truly be a mentor if you choose not to listen to understand. And if you choose to write the narrative in the way you believe best fits rather than the way our lived experiences truly play out. Those are examples of real allyship. And it, and it takes work. It takes work. It's not something that's easy at all. Not easy at all. I had a guest a few weeks ago, Claudia Miller, and she talked about negotiating salaries. And this is one way you can be your own ally. Because we tend not to do this as black and brown women. We tend not to do this. Claudia Miller shared this and Cassandra Rose shared this as well, talking about the benefit structure and uh, understanding comp and benefits. And she's going to come back next week for part three. You can be your own true ally if you ask the questions and if you challenge the answers. If you do your research on what the salary should be for the job that you're applying for, if you ask the questions during comp and benefit to make sure that it is completely inclusive, challenge it, push back, know what your worth is in your role, and then advocate for yourself. You are actually the ultimate true ally by advocating for yourself. There's not a time that I took a position without challenging what was either on the letter or on the screen when we were talking about it or verbally being shared with me. Not a time. Because I had did the research, I knew what the market was offering, and I knew what that normal salary ban looked like for that role, for that level. Knowledge is power, but you have to be willing. You have to be willing to challenge it. That takes self-confidence. That takes believing in yourself. That that takes knowing your value and your worth. And it most importantly takes knowledge. Knowledge is power. And you could use your network, your mentors, your different people in your uh, your social network and and your board of directors. I know some people like to call them their board of directors. Use them as well to get that information. So not only can people be allies for you, And I gave some examples of how to be those true allies for individuals. You can be an ally for yourself. Probably one of the best ones that exist in your ecosystem, as one of my clients call it, which I love that. In your ecosystem of support, you can be one of the strongest allies for yourself. It doesn't take a lot of work to do that. What it takes is confidence and strengthening that confidence muscle. That's what it takes. And I'm going to offer one last way that people can show up and be very strong allies. True, strong allies. Let me be me. Let me be me. The definitions around what looks professional, what sounds professional, what is perceived to be professional, we all know now is crap. I mean, let's just be real. It's crap. I consider myself to be very professional in my short natural hair. So let me be fully me. That's how you truly can become an ally. You get to know Linda. You get to know Laretha, who's listening in life. You get to know us for who we are as individuals, people in our heart, our passion, our drive, 
what led us to be who we are today? What are, what are our motivators? What's important to us in life? And you may find some things that connect with you if you get past the exterior. So this prescription that tends to exist out there, out here still, believe it or not, tends to exist. I actually saw a LinkedIn post not long ago, and it was a young woman that said she took the courage to post a pic of herself and her natural hair. (laughs) Her hair was beautiful. It was long. It was curly. It was beautiful. But she had to summage the courage to do it because she had been told it's not professional. And can you imagine what that does to a young person early in their career? Can you imagine how she has to work beyond that? But she did it. And so whoever she is talking to, maybe her mentor, maybe she has some true allies, whoever helped her get the courage, some of the courage, build the confidence to post, to make that LinkedIn post, I applaud them. Those are true allies. And it doesn't take, I mean, for some people, I should say, I was going to say it doesn't take a lot of work. Well, because for me, it seems simple, right? I mean, because mostly everything I said, you would think is common sense. You would think that's how you'd want to be treated because that's how you treat other people. But for some, this is a lot of work because they, you know, tend to get ridiculed or they feel like they're standing on an island by themselves and, you know, no one else is supporting their new way of thinking or the way of thinking they always had. But I will tell you that uh, those people are those people. If this is within your heart to do, do it. Long-term benefit, I guarantee you. Long-term benefit. Long-term benefit that will come back to you in so many ways. And it makes the workplace, it makes society as a whole stronger. It absolutely does. I'm thankful that Cheryl thinks that way and that she could care less who looks at her, says anything, feeds back, because she believes in what she's doing. She believes in equity. She believes in inclusiveness. So therefore, she shows up as a true ally on a regular basis. If you're catching this on a replay or even live, you know, I would, I really would love to get your comments, your feedback. One, have you experienced true allyship like I have? I shared some examples. Or are you a true ally? And if so, how have you been? I would love to hear from you. Absolutely love to hear from you. Or if you found you're struggling to get that allyship person in your ecosystem, in your network, send me a message. I'd love to help you just give you a few pointers on how you can do that. Your network is so important and how you build your network is critical. And it's strategic in how you do it. I mean, you just can't obviously be willy-nilly about it because the people in your network have to have your best interest at heart, which then makes them true allies. So if there's any help you need in doing so, reach out to me. I'd love to help you. So until next time, take good care. If you found this podcast empowering and are ready to master the skill that can take you anywhere, get my free guide, Workplace Confidence, in the resources section of this episode.